listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. And welcome back to another episode of the Astros Future Podcast presented by Apollo Media, all Houston, all original. I'm your host, Jimmy Price, also known as Astros Future. You can find me on Twitter, at Astros Future, and find me on my website, AstrosFuture.com. And I'm your other co-host, Kenny Van Doren. You can find me on Twitter, at The Vandalorian. All right, today we're going to take a look around the minors, but first I want to let you know this podcast is brought to you by Big City Wings. With 10 locations around Houston, you can get all the wings. If, you, if you're a wing lover, that's the place to go. This week we got the NFL Draft Thursday. They're doing a special uh, buy one, get one free with the wings. Uh, also $3 for a Bud Light aluminum can. So if that's what you're into, be sure to check them out. We'll get right into it. We'll talk about the Space Cowboys. They're actually the most successful team in the Astros minor league system right now. They will be playing a little bit later tonight. They're sitting at 8-10 and 10 right now which maybe on the surface doesn't look great, but they, they they had a really rough start. They went 5-1 and one this past week. But really, it's, it's kind of been headlined by their pitching staff. I mean, overall, the pitching staff has 207 strikeouts, 163 innings, and, and we've seen the, t- the top guys really have success. Hunter Brown, uh, 19 strikeouts and 13 innings, a, a 1.98 ERA. Looks all – pretty much looks ready. Like, I feel like if he was to get a chance, he, he could be uh, better than some of the starters we're throwing out there, you know, Odorizzi maybe. But, you know, we'll see what when his time comes. But he's looked good so far this season. Yeah, and I, I've heard 100 people say, like, oh, is Hunter Brown coming up? When is he going to get brought up? A lot of people don't realize he's not on the 40-man roster yet. I know a spot opened uh, Tuesday afternoon with Pedro Baez being DFA'd. But I wouldn't say rush Hunter Brown. Like, you know, the guy is um, not even on the 40-man roster yet. There's no reason to start a service time clock if you're not going to need him. Uh, they're rolling with a six-man rotation right now if they do bring him up. Might be a spot start here and there, 33 games in 34 days. I know that's been hammered on Twitter for everyone to know that. But um, just talking about mm-hmm. that whole rotation in Sugarland, it's nasty. Uh, they went 10 innings the other day. Uh, Brett K9 uh, and JP France worked 10 innings, just the two of them. Um, so this team is deep. Yep. A guy like Nick Hernandez, who we've talked about a few times, who was at the AAA level, got sent back down to AA. There was a lot of need on the Hooks roster with Jose Bravo getting injured. Um, but just to say like this team is deep with starters and there's a lot of options there. And that's why there's might not be a lot of time for relievers in triple a. Yeah. And you, you talk about JP France. He's been great. 20 strikeouts and in, in 12.2 innings and two, eight, four ERA really picked up where he left off last year with the, with the strikeouts. And another guy who's been awesome, Peter Solomon. And he, he's a guy who maybe gets a chance at that. You talk about the getting, uh, getting called up or maybe getting that six spot, uh, six man rotation, 18 strikeouts and 13 innings at 3380 RA. Seems like a guy who's going to contribute this year. But yeah, the pitching staff has been awesome. Uh, we'll get to the hitters here in a little bit, but it's really been headlined by those guys. And even Bermudez, a guy who's added the uh, the 40-man roster uh, in the offseason, he's had a, a nice solid start. And uh, he seems like a guy who probably will get a chance at some point this year whenever the Astros end up with some kind of injuries. Hopefully they don't, but you know, it's, it's inevitable. Uh, but hopefully they'll get a chance. But yeah, pitching rotation has been has been really good down in AAA. Yeah, you play six games in a row, one off days. The only off day is on Mondays in a minor league baseball. So there's just a lot of depth there. A guy like Sean Dubin, who's not going to give you five innings a game, might go two, three. I know some people go like a little – I saw some people on Twitter kind of 
you know, just running around like, oh, why is he get pulled after two? He's a, he's an opener. He's you know, he can go yeah. long relief, but he's not going to give you six innings. But he's been dominant too. Mm-hmm. Um, just all around, these yep. guys who are on the forty man, like could get on the forty man soon, are just showing out. Yeah, Dubin's been awesome. I, I can't wait to see what he can do at the major league level. I know his last outing, he struck out the he pitched two innings. He struck out the first five. He he faced. He then he walked two and. Um, I think got a ground out or a pop out, something like that. But uh, running it up to 97, 98, him and Hunter Brown both. You know, now we got the uh, the, the Statcast stuff on uh, on the Pacific Coast League. So we've seen Hunter Brown run it up to I think it was 99. I think it was like a 98.9 or something the other night. But uh, it, it, good to see that from him. But also as Dubin as well, like you mentioned, the opener, which we've seen employed you know a lot more often in the MLB. But uh, he seems like a guy who's going to get a chance in the bullpen at some point. Uh, even Brandon Belak, a guy who we've seen in the Astros uniform a little while and. Seen him struggle a little bit, but he's been solid so far to start the season, too. So despite some of the issues that the Astros have had at the major league level, which really is more on the hitting side, the Astros pitching depth in in case of, of injury or whatever the case happens to be, that the Astros seem pretty solid at that spot. That's what they lacked last year. You know, guy like guys like Tyler Ivey, Forrest Whitley, Jairo Solis, three 40-man roster pitchers, could even pitch most of the season. They got one start out of those three pitchers. And, you know, bringing up Forrest Whitley, a guy who's – rehabbing might return soon that's just another arm right there and that this it's getting deep mm-hmm. and i think one of the big needs for the astros is starting pitching and they're probably gonna be a veteran guy on the market that they might target but if injuries happen or struggles keep happening for Odorizzi and others there's a lot to lean on down in triple a yeah and on the offensive side while it hasn't been a, a, as good as uh, the pitching side you know jj Matajevic got off to a real hot start four homers early on ended up getting that call up uh, just last week uh, Pedro Leon leading the, uh, the team with 12 RBIs. He's uh, We've seen him hit for some power, a couple homers, uh, some doubles. The strikeouts are a little bit of concern. Um, and then David Hensley, a guy that I know we talked about early on, he's off to a solid start, drawing walks, getting on base, which is nice to see. But what what have you kind of – what has kind of caught your eye down there at the, on the offensive side? Yeah, I know uh, Matajevic in 2019, which was like one of the last normal years for him, he was off to a hot start too. And I was just you – know, just like little speed bumps along the way in his career. And I know we talked about mm-hmm. it before the season when we were in AAA, it was like, there might not be a spot for Matajevic on this team. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of players in his way, Taylor Jones, Yuli Gurriel, Joe Perez, guys who can play first base. And due to injuries, he got he got the chance. I know he has only had one at bat in his time at the major league level, but he's a guy who can play some outfield, right. uh, play some first base. He has a lot of power. That's his best tool. Um, he's been flashing it a lot recently. And one thing I would point out about Pedro Leon, I talked about this a few weeks ago, just brought it up. Uh, there was like a six-game stretch where we only saw Pedro Leon hit once. Uh, no reports of an injury, mm-hmm. nothing out there about it. It might have been just some time off. But he was off to a hot start to open the year, just you know, slashing home runs. Uh, I think he has two or three now in the season. Um, but that's another guy right. that's going to play all, all across the – the diamond and in, in the outfield. That's the best part about this triple A team is there's so much versatility. Uh, Mickey story. We talked to him sure. before the season started and he was just talking about how he could just piece any player anywhere. Cause that's just the position addition that this team has. Yeah. And, and yeah, like you said, he's played some infield, played some outfield. Uh, Corey Lee, another guy down in triple A's um, had a little bit of struggles, but I mean, he's got a couple homers, a couple doubles driven in seven and just in 16 games. And, and we've seen uh, the offense from him. And I mean, I know we all love Maldi, and I know he's phenomenal defensively, but just the way he's hit it, uh, hits to start the season is a little concerning. But we got Corey Lee there if the the need does arise later on in the season. But we'll we'll jump down to Double A, the Hooks. They're at six and nine. Same thing. They they kind of started off slow and have played a little bit better baseball recently. And um, 
the offense has taken a little while to get going. One of the reasons probably why is Joe Perez, you know, has had two cups of coffee in the MLB so far and really hasn't got to get consistent at bats there. But he, he started to hit a little bit better this week. But one guy who's really caught my eye, well, really two, uh, Emmanuel Valdez. You know, he had a, a big year last year, 25 homers. A lot of it, you know, some people thought maybe because he was in, in Asheville, which is a, a hitter's paradise, especially for lefties down there. He came up to double-A, did all right, but now he's up to, to double-A this year, started there. He's hitting 366, five doubles, two homers. I know he did go out with uh, an injury. I, I must have been three or four nights ago I saw him playing, and he pulled up on, on a run to first base. So uh, I don't know if it was a hamstring or something there. I don't know if there's any, it had been anything reported, but he hasn't played a few games. But then Shea Whitcomb, another guy. Awesome year in 2021, and, and everyone said we want to see him do it at the high, at the higher levels of, of the minor league system. He's hitting 327, three homers, 10 RBIs, and pretty much is doing exactly what he did last year, except with a higher batting average and at a higher level. So a couple couple infielders that have really started off the season well for the Hooks. Yeah, and you talk about you know they're six and nine, and like some of these records don't look like how they looked last year. I know a lot of the Astros minor league affiliates were dominating. Uh, the the Skeeters last year uh, won the AAA West East. Uh, we look at the team this year, and you know wins don't translate to how good a team is uh, in the minor leagues. But um, just the the AA level, there's been a lot of injuries. Uh, like I said, you know Jose Bravo got hurt. That pitching staff is a little weak right now. Matthew Barefoot's on the injured list, um, so that outfield's taking some hits. But about um, Valdez is that he actually jumped into the Astros' top 30 prospect ranking for uh, MLB Pipeline with Jose Siri graduating. So that's just another guy to keep an eye on. His OPS was north of a thousand last week. Um, neighboring that still, mm -hmm. uh, just that pitching staff, you know, it's going to take a few hits, but um, with Joe Perez coming back more of a consistent play with, with Matajevich actually on the four or on the roster. Now they'll probably go to him before they go to Perez. Right. Um, he'll get some more consistent at bats and those numbers will go back up to what they were last year. Yeah. Then you got a, a guy like Yiner <clears throat> Diaz who, you know, the Astros acquired last year in that mile straw trade. He's hitting 283. He was off to a really slow start. So the fact that he's hitting 283 kind of tells you something. He's got nine RBIs. Um, Luke Berryhill's he's hitting 255, only has one home run, but you know, he's not striking out a ton. It, it just seems like the guys are just having some some poor luck, really. But you talk about the pitching staff, and right now they have a 6.02 ERA as a staff. It allowed 143 hits on 130 innings. It hasn't been good, but there there has been a few bright spots. Miss Altamira's uh, young right-hander up in Double A, making his, his Double A debut this year, 1.59 ERA in 11 innings. Jaime Melendez has been hit around a little bit, but he does have 17 strikeouts in 11 innings, and he's, he's only 20 years old. And then uh, Jimmy Endersby, who's taking the mound tonight, he's got a 0 0.69 ERA in 13 innings this season. And uh, he was solid last year in AA, and he's kind of continued that trend. He'll probably be one of the first guys to, to actually get a chance up in AAA uh, in terms of starting rotation. So despite some of the, the negative performances, there have been some bright spots down there. And the one thing I would like to point out just about the depth of the AA uh, roster too is that they have three catchers, you know, Yanir Diaz, Luke Berryhill, and then Cesar Salazar, who hit the injured list uh, retroactive to the 24th, which was announced today, brought up another guy from the FCL. Um, but just that team, when you look at the just the rosters in general, there aren't any true first basemen anymore in this Astros system with Norel Gonzalez being traded yep. to the Marlins. You see all these first base or these catchers becoming first basemen, so that's also going to boost their chances of getting through the system. You know, Luke Berryhill. A pretty decent catcher, you know. People have talked about his defense and his arm, but if he can get first base, you know, locked down, that could also be something big for him in the future. Yeah, and we've seen uh, every every day, you know, one of the one of the three. I mean, uh, up until Salazar got hurt, but one of the three seemed to be playing first base, and it was Barry Hill, uh, Barry Hill Diaz, or Salazar. Um, but yeah, they, they kind of rotate between that first base DH and catcher. So 
Uh, overall, you know, it's it's been a, a rough start, but they still have some of those those high high upside guys. So we'll see where they go from there. But a team that has really struggled the most in the Astro system is the Taurus. They're they're two and thirteen, and, and just things things have not been very good, especially on the pitching side. I think overall they got a six point six six ERA. It, it's been rough, and that's not a great place to pitch. But overall, it's it's been pretty bad. And um, even offensively, we'll get to it in a second. But on the pitching side, I will give a shout out to a few. Adrian Chides. So he threw six perfect innings with nine strikeouts uh, last. Uh, I think it was about yeah last week and. Uh, best performance of the week. Really, he's got one walk to 18 strikeouts this year and, and just 10.2 innings. So he's been really good uh, on the mound. And then Aaron Brown, another guy they drafted last year, 16 strikeouts, 13 innings, 277 ERA. Um, one other guy, Derek West. I don't know a lot about the guy pitching in relief. He's got nine strikeouts and four to third innings. He's allowed one hit, no runs. Uh, he, he's been phenomenal. But that's that's almost it for the pitching staff. I mean, there's guys there that have, have had some decent performances, but overall it's, it's been a, a rough going for those guys. I do remember like Chad is getting drafted in the 15th round this last year. And like, I had never heard of him. You know, I just thought when you get that deep into a draft, you probably don't know all the prospect or the prospects that are coming in, but a guy who pitched only one full season at the power five level with UCLA and over 32 innings, he had a 2.2 ERA, uh, 48 strikeouts of 17 walks overall, just 13.2 strikeouts per nine is just incredible. So that's what this guy's going to rely on. The more you see him progress through the system, the more he might stay in low or high A. And like you said, it's a hitter's paradise, but he's just, that's his thing. He's striking out batters. And if he can consistently do that, especially jumping to high A um, after not even pitching in low A last year, just pitching in the FCL, this is a big step for him. And like, he might see a promotion down the line this, this summer. Yeah, definitely. And there's a few other high upside guys there, Spencer Aragetti, Chase McDermott, that you know, two that were drafted last year. And um, the strikeout numbers have been good. So, you know, there there is there's still positives. You know, we can always take away a positive somewhere on there. But um offensively, one of the bright spots really has been has been Jordan Brewer. And he he was a, a high upside pick a couple of years ago and has really struggled to get it going, but um got hot a little bit. He's hitting two ninety three, three homers, and he's kind of guy's got it all. He's got some power, some speed, uh is very good in the outfield and Older for the level that he's at, I believe he's 24 years old, but he's off to a good start. It's nice to see a guy kind of recapture what he was doing in college and what led to him being, I believe, a third-round pick a few years ago. Yeah, and it was kind of like, even though the the front office changed hands, um, drafting outfielders out of college became a big deal for the Astros. You know, Zach Daniels is in the system, Logan Cerny. Those are three guys that have been turning heads in the Astros system, came straight out of college. Um, I've seen a lot of people just... Mm -hmm posting Jordan Brewer propaganda everywhere. The guy is turning turning every page to get back to where he once was. Um, I know he never, he never really got on the right foot with the Astros and the Astros system, but now he's looking at some guy that could be double-A outfield depth for a team that's battling injuries. Yeah, for sure. And, and a couple other guys, one that's actually really kind of a surprise given where he went in the draft, Will Wagner, the son of Billy Wagner, everybody knows that. He's off to a phenomenal start. He's hitting 312, three homers, but even more impressively, he's, he's drawn 12 walks already this season. So really showing the patience at the plate and him for power from the left side. And I know there's some people that really, really love his swing, and he's kind of putting it out there. So really good start for Wagner. Yeah, I think it's it's cool to see like a, not like a true second baseman. I know true second baseman isn't a thing anymore. He's a guy who can play second base really well, and he's a lefty. You, know, you don't see that all all that often, right. and seeing a left-handed left-handed hitting second baseman, you know, showing a lot of pop and you know good plate discipline, like you said, is something to be aware of. You know, he's a college guy; they're going to try to progress him as fast as they can because they're not going to let him sit in the double A at 26 years old. 
Yeah, and uh, J.C. Correa, another guy we were looking forward to this year. He struggled a little bit, but he's only struck out six times this year. The batting average is low, so he's having having some bad luck with with the, you know the balls in play. So hopefully he'll get it turned around. We'll jump down to the, the last level, the uh, the Woodpeckers. They're five and ten. One of the main guys that I know that you were excited about early this year has kind of showed some what he could do is Logan Cerny. At one point, he had three homers in three games, two of them being leadoff home runs, a stolen six bases. So he's kind of shown that power speed potential that you like that you were looking forward to coming into the year. Yeah, one of the best things I learned about Logan Cerny, I think it was in response to one of your tweets on Astros Future account, but his dad replied that he paid $50 for his first yeah. home run ball. And I, that, was, that yeah. was just a funny thing to see. And I looked at his dad's uh, Twitter bio and it says ATM to Logan. So like, it's just, it's just, a, it's just a funny <laughs> family all around. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see yeah. what Logan, you know, he's been up to this, um, or just this summer and the spring, a uh, guy who's showing a lot more power. Like he's, uh, they talked about in spring training and minor league spring training, minor league mini camp that he needed to put on weight, get a little bit bigger to play the position. And he's looking like a power hitting, or not a power hitting, but a, a guy like Miles Straw, but with with power. You know, a guy who can actually hit long balls. Yeah, and they, and they talked about him. Yeah, being uh, they talked about him being like a wiry guy, and you could see it. I mean, his swing has got some some violence to it, and uh, it was nice. He kind of he kind of showed off a little bit when he hit some of those home runs. He uh, he had a couple good bat flips, but another young guy who's off to a decent start. It's not great, but he's not struggling as much as maybe you might expect a, a 19 year old in full season ball. But Tyler Whitaker, he's hitting 241. Two doubles, a triple, struck out 16 times in 15 games, which isn't really that concerning. So uh, the power is not there for him yet, but the fact that he's at least hitting the ball, getting some base hits, is it makes me feel a little bit better. I mean, he's the youngest guy on on their roster by far, uh, 19 years old, playing in, in full-season baseball. Yeah, he's a top-10 prospect in the system, and I think the most interesting part from just this early on, you know, you can't really nitpick everything he's doing. He went straight from high school to professional baseball, um, but – He's played third base. Um, I saw a roster or like a lineup the other day. He's been playing third base. He's normally an outfielder. It was that position addition. They made him play shortstop uh, in spring training, yep. and he's playing some third base. So he's he's moving around, and it's going to be interesting to see if if the if what his arm like his arm tool is what they're really looking for at that position. Yeah, no, and 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 I mean we talk about the versatility, right? Being able to play in the outfield, play in the infield, wherever there's a hole, and 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 he the Astros have continued it with him. But one guy who's kind of jumped off the page in terms of what he's done with stolen bases, which I don't really know a lot about. I'm assuming he's an undrafted free agent. Jackson Hallmark, he's got eight stolen bases in 10 games this year, despite only hitting 229. Eight stolen bases. I mean, he's got eight hits, eight walks. He's been on base 16 times. He's got eight stolen bases. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, and he's a, one of those Nebraska Cornhusker guys. Um, yeah, he wasn't drafted by the Astros, but I do remember him uh, getting signed this past year and uh, just another outfielder out of Nebraska. last one to do that for the Astros was Jake Myers. So this is just another guy. He's a yep. you know righty. He's twenty three years old, sitting in single A. Um, definitely a guy if he can get, get his OPS up, get his power up, get his hitting numbers up. Could definitely be a guy who sees a promotion um, just with the outfield influx moving up. Yeah. So actually, I was just looking at something on here. Uh, you know, the hooks are playing right now. We're recording this on a Tuesday night, but Valdez is back in the lineup and already hit a homer. So he's got three homers. He's hitting three seventy two. So uh, really good to see from him. But on on Fayetteville, um, the pitching has, has been pretty solid. One of the main guys, uh, Alex Santos, which if you look at the overall numbers, you, you might say it's a little concerning because I think his ERA is at, a, at six, but his last two outings have been really good. I know one of them uh, went four innings, struck out eight guys. I mean, looked phenomenal. He's only 20 years old, spending some more time in low A. So a good start for him. I think it was his first start was a little rocky, but after that, it, things have been a, a lot better the last couple starts. 
Yeah, you know, no hitter through four innings in one of those starts. Um, and I think there's they don't really want to work him as long as they can. You know, like you said, he's a 20 year old, right? Uh, playing professional baseball, you're gonna, you know, use him as tentatively as they can. Uh, you know, the guy that they got in response to not re signing Garrett Cole, he's the kid from the Bronx, replacing a kid right. who went to the Bronx. Um, but just definitely a guy that's gonna be. I don't know if we'll see Alex Santos, you know, climb the system as fast as you hope, but he's definitely going to be a starter of the future if he continues to show, like, flash these strikeout numbers. But on like the injured list for the uh, Fayetteville Woodpeckers, Alan Bar Santa, who was a big deal in spring training, yeah. Baseball America loved him. They loved right. what he was showing. Different pitches, you know, a lot of movement. Fastball was looking good. Um, he hit the injured list. No right. disclosed reason of why he's there. Um, he had one outing this year, and it was a little rough. Um, but that's just it's such a small sample size. It, you can't really judge that. Yeah, and another guy who's kind of – he had some some success a, a couple years ago, but kind of captured again Ernesto Jaquez. He's got uh, – in 15 innings, he struck out 24. He's allowed just six hits. He's 23 years old, so I don't think he's going to be in Fayetteville much longer. Probably just waiting on some some movement within the system, and he'll be in Asheville, and they, they could use some help there. But overall, they're sitting at 5-10. and 10. they got a really a really young team, too, and uh, young in terms of age, but also just in, in experience. You know, there's a lot of drafted last year, and they're in full, full season this uh, ball this year. But overall, people are going to look at the Astros system, look at the overall record, and say this is why they're ranked so low. But like you mentioned earlier, the, the success of the teams individually doesn't necessarily determine – what kind of prospects the Astros are turning out. And it's funny, I saw someone on Twitter the other day, it must have been when Jeremy Pena, maybe after the walk-off home run, and it was somebody like complaining about, you know, the Astros always have a bottom farm system, but they've had a rookie of the year candidate the last like five years. And, and that's true, you know, it, uh, even despite Jeremy Pena being a top 100 prospect or Corey Lee or even Pedro Leon, you know, got a little bit, or Hunter Brown, the Astros are still ranked really low. And every year we see them turn out prospects you know i don't know who will be the guy next year but uh you can look at the record but overall the astros are they're producing prospects and, and they'll they'll keep doing it until uh and really think i go back to james click didn't have a didn't have a first or second round pick the last two years yes he got the pick for for uh, garrett cole and got alex santos but that was hard to operate with right the, it, i mean it hurts the the overall budget that you can spend on picks he's getting that back this year um, I'm really excited to see what he's going to be able to do with a, a few extra picks, especially those top picks, and kind of get that influx of that high potential talent uh, in the system. And I'm glad you brought up, uh, you know, Jeremy Pena. He actually is now the number one, our number 100th ranked prospect in baseball according to MLB Pipeline. He moved in with Joe Ryan graduating, <laughs> um, but the I think the, there's a big difference now that's coming into this farm system is that they're getting um, scouts back. Um, I know when. And the, when there's yeah, a change that. of the front office, like a Baseball America reported today that there's going to be more scouts within the Astro system, no longer relying just on computers to get these players back. So there's going to be scouts back in the system. And I actually, like before we you know, wrap this all up, I have just like a trivia question for you, uh, Jimmy. I'm going to start doing sure. one of these every week. Uh, there was only one Astros right. prospect <laughs> last on the year. <laughs> one Astros prospect last year that played at all four levels. Hmm. You gotta guess them. Yep. Okay. Let me uh let me let me take a little bit of time to think about this. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it was an infielder. It was an infielder. Yep. Okay. All right. That's a that's a good start. So it was probably somebody who had to bounce around when uh, when there were some injuries in AAA, Double A. Uh man, I could think of it. I I remember seeing a young guy in AAA that kind of kind of made me think, man, why? Uh, AJ Lee. It is AJ Lee. That is the correct answer. Yes. He, he uh, recently got promoted when Matijevic went up to the major. So he went from high A to triple A. And he was in triple A, double A, high A, and what was low A last year. So 
It's a good guess. Yep. Yeah, no, I remember like looking at it thinking, you know, yeah, this guy's kind of bouncing all over the place. I think he signed, I was looking at it the other day, I think he signed for like a thousand dollars. And uh, <laughs> you know, just kind of a kind of minor league death plan all over wherever the Astros need mm-hmm. him, they put him. But uh yeah, that's that's a really good trivia question. So hopefully people listen and will think about that one. That, that's a good one. I can't wait for next week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's gonna do it for the show. If you haven't already done so, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and also check out the Apollo podcast on YouTube. Give us a review, uh, give us a like, a follow, drop some stars, whatever you can do. Like I said before, this podcast is also brought to you by Big City Wings. Be sure to check them out. That's pretty much all we got. Thanks for listening. We look forward to having you back for the next episode of the Astros Future Podcast.